Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. Just before we share today's episode, I want to ask you to sign up to the Let's Talk Loyalty email newsletter. Our email newsletter is by far the best way for us to keep you up to date with all of the latest incredible loyalty stories we're sharing each week. It's also the easiest place for you to find our show notes with links to everything mentioned in all of the episodes. You can sign up at letstalkloyalty.com. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. As many of you know, we usually have a short show on Tuesdays. However, this month is slightly different as we're busy creating a new podcast series for Tuesdays, but it's not launching until February. So in the meantime, we're publishing some additional interviews, which I hope you enjoy. Today is a conversation to showcase some lessons and learnings from Brazil. My guest is Tati Macedo, Head of Communications at a loyalty consulting company called ValueNet, based in Sao Paulo. She's also the Editor-in-Chief of the main educational content platform on loyalty and incentives in Brazil. Tati reached out to us to share some research they conducted with a sample of consumers and conducted in partnership with ABMF, which is essentially the South American Loyalty Association. The research is in its third year and was designed to get a better understanding of the perceptions of these consumers across the various loyalty programs they're members of what they like and dislike, as well as some ideas on how Brazilian loyalty programs can serve them even better. If you're interested in Brazil as a market for your business, I'm sure you'll enjoy learning some insights from Tati in this conversation. So, Tati Macedo, welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Great, great. We certainly on this show have not done nearly enough work, despite trying our best, um, all about uh, loyalty in South America. It's a market that I find fascinating, particularly having visited Brazil very briefly for the first time last year. So I was delighted when you reached out. I know you're doing some incredible work there to support the whole country, uh, specifically of Brazil for loyalty professionals to get a sense of what's going on. So that's the purpose of our conversation today. Um, So Tati, before we get into talking about your loyalty research with Brazilian consumers, as you know, we always start this conversation with a, a very fixed question just to help us understand what you as a loyalty professional tend to admire and enjoy or appreciate. So let me kick off with that one. Exactly. So tell me, Tati, what is your favorite loyalty program in Brazil? I have to say, for me, it's all about integration, uh, not, not only earn and burn, you know. What I love is when the loyalty program managed to include all the rules and the benefit within the company business strategy. Um, let me explain. Uh, I love when I don't want to look for a way to earn points or to get a discount in the small prints or look in the FAQ. Uh, 
So what I think is the consumer shouldn't have to look in the small prints. The, the consumer, uh, the, the, the most important thing is when I access the website or the app and I'm immediately dazzled by the loyalty strategy. It's supposed to be effortless and completely integrated with my experience as a consumer. So there are three programs that I can talk about with authority because I know their intention. I mean, I know the intention of the strategy. Mm-hmm. First, I want to say Burger King. Okay. Uh, the, the name of the program here in Brazil is Clube BK. It's okay. called BK Club. Oh, nice. And yes. at least, yeah. yeah, at least <laughs> here in Brazil, if you know Burger King, you know BK Club. Because okay. it's um, when you use the app, the same app, when you get information how to buy mm. the products or uh, about the company, is the same place where you when you uh, get access to the information about your points, how to get points, how mm. to get discounts, mm-hmm. um, and what you have to do to earn a free Whopper. So okay. it's all <laughs> yeah. It's all linked. We don't okay. have to, you don't have to look for in another place. You don't have to open another website or ask yeah. for help. It's it. all linked. It's okay. all right there. Mm-hmm. And I also want to talk about Ipiranga. It's a major field distributor here in Brazil. The clients are gas stations. So it's a B2B loyalty program. Okay. Uh, the program is called Ipiranga Top. Mm-hmm. But basically, they build relationship with the sellers. And what they do is they enable and sometimes they mentor them in a way that they can provide a great service and experience for the customer. Mm-hmm. So this is very interesting because uh, when you play, when you plan a loyalty program, you have to be accountable. You have to pay attention to the whole ecosystem. Yeah. Now, more than ever, we have to be customer centric. Mm-hmm. And finally, another strategy that is very interesting for me and is all about integration is Atlantica Hotels. And it's a hotel managed chain. Mm-hmm. And uh, w- right now, if you look for Atlantica, the first thing you're going to find is Let's. Let's is the name of the loyalty program. Okay. It, this is show how much loyalty is important to them. And this yeah. is show how much loyalty is taken seriously here in Brazil. Amazing. So have yeah. a big company and the first thing that consumers see is yeah. the loyalty program. Yeah. So uh to summarize when you when you think about uh planning a new loyalty program, plan mm-hmm. the whole plan, think about the whole ecosystem. Think yeah. about integration. I love it. Yes. Well, very well and very clearly stated, Tati. So thank you for those three great examples. Um, Certainly Burger King is not one that we've either, I think, had mentioned uh, before as a a favorite loyalty program, nor have we had them on the show. So hopefully someone from Burger King around the world will hear this discussion and uh, and might get in contact with us so we could have them as a guest on the show as well, because I think that would be super interesting. Um, So well done to, to Burger King and their big club and yeah it's it's a it's wonderful to hear you using a word like dazzled you know that's a very strong word and that's how loyalty yeah. should feel as a consumer i think we want to be dazzled and you know we're now in 2024 so we're coming into a new a new year i suppose new ambition for a lot of loyalty program owners so might as well set the high benchmark and sounds like that's exactly what you're doing in brazil exactly 
um, we have the thing here in Brazil that we ha- our consumers are very demanding. Okay. They they are they are, they are right now they are, they are empowered with information. They are they are empowered with knowledge about how the loyalty programs work. Yeah. So if you want to earn the attention, you have to be creative. Got you it. have to really dazzle them. Okay, amazing. So listen, we're going to talk about the research that you guys have conducted. Um, but of course, I think it'd be useful to introduce, I suppose, your own personal career in terms of how you got into loyalty and also the two brands that you're going to be representing today um, in terms of both the agency, of course, and the content uh, creation website uh, that you do uh, manage and lead in order to be of service to Brazilian loyalty professionals. So would you mind giving us all of the introduction Productions, Tati, so that we know a little bit uh, about you and your companies. Of course, uh, my background is in communication. I used to work in TV, I used to work in radio, but in the last eight years, I, I've been working with marketing and loyalty. Okay. Uh, I work, I'm head of marketing at this company called Valionet, mm-hmm. and is uh, this company is in the market for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. And they specialize in planning, strategize, and providing technology for loyalty programs for companies that want to build a loyalty program. Mm-hmm. But what if, what we thought about uh, like eight years ago was uh, we we see that our, our people want to know about loyalty. Mm. People want to learn, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a place for people to get information. So we built this site, this website, we call Tudo Sobre Incentivos. It's okay. all about incentives. Okay. And our purpose, uh, our purpose in with this website is totally educational. Mm-hmm. So we do, we provide eBooks. We do surveys with consumers. Um, we also do podcasts sometimes. And it's, uh, it's uh, the main, uh, our main concern is to educate the market it, mm. so the market can grow faster and with more information as possible. Amazing. I'm also yeah. totally in love about uh, consumer behavior and behavior economics. So okay. I yeah. find myself in this area and <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Right now, I'm very passionate about loyalty. It's hard to leave, isn't it, once you get into it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, me too. Wonderful. So, so fantastic. Um, From a value net perspective, I really love your tagline, actually. So loyalty as a business strategy. I think that is super clear. And I'm sure as head of communications, you were, uh, you know, in some way responsible for that. So I think that's a a lesson that a lot of us could take uh, to a lot of our brands, actually, and a lot of our clients. So that's really nice. And I don't speak any Portuguese, so you'll have to forgive me in terms of the content website that you guys do support and create and and own. Uh, But of course, what we'll do is make sure to link to that in the show notes. So anybody listening to this podcast who wants to get a sense of the Brazilian market, of course, can use, like me, I suppose, the help of Google Translate, but at least they'll have the right website to go to with all of the amazing content that you're creating. So it's always lovely to meet somebody who believes actually in content as a marketing strategy. Exactly. We, we we really do believe. And when we talk about loyalty as a business strategy, it's something that we came up because we were looking for a way 
to talk to the brands, to talk to the big companies and say, in order to we deliver a great experience, a great loyalty experience for the consumer, mm. we have to involve a lot of people. We have to involve yeah. all the areas, all the main areas in the company. Yeah. We have to think strategically. The main, the 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 business core is important. Mm-hmm. It is not. Uh, let's not uh, create a loyalty program just because my competitor has one. Let's yeah. create a loyalty program because we understand the consumer, because mm. we understand what we want as a company, and yeah. then we can p- think strategically yeah. in a in a uh, in a loyalty. Uh, for a long-term experience. Exactly. Yes. It's not all about points or prizes. It is about relationships exactly. and profitable behavior from the, the customers themselves. So, um, so nice positioning, nice framing. So let's get into the research then, Tati. Um, again, I know that Brazil hadn't had any, I suppose, market uh, research uh, before you guys decided to take the lead. So maybe you take us back to the beginning, the, the, the initial idea. I know you work with the Brazilian Loyalty Association on that as well. So I'd love to just get the origin story for the research that we're going to talk through today and how the uh, the Brazilian Loyalty Association works, just even at a basic level to give us a sense of who's involved with creating this content we have uh, it was about four years ago uh, before the pandemic we Mm -hmm. had our first research it was only us okay and and we we wanted to understand that there's a lot of i think i think the consumer wants this i think the consumers think Mm -hmm. about this Mm. And we we are not so sure. We're not yeah. so sure. We have to we have to, to interview people, we have to talk to people to really understand. Yeah. So in the first two editions of the research, we did as a TASI, we called uh, all about incentives. We we were frequently called TASI. Okay. And when the third edition last year, uh we we started a conversation with the bank is the main association as as you said mm-hmm. and they, are, they were very open about the idea where that we uh bring together this survey so we when we joined forces and it was amazing to work mm-hmm. together they're mm-hmm. very nice to work with and yeah. we have the same object we have the same goals because uh uh, they they want to the, the the market grow so as we yeah. so why not join forces right so yeah. Yeah. right now right now uh, we did this last edition together it was uh, a great opportunity for 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 the market itself. Indeed, absolutely. And again, just for anybody who is very interested in the loyalty market in Brazil, um, again, we'll make sure to link to the uh, Brazilian Loyalty Association. The acronym is ABEMF. So I'll try and pronounce the Portuguese version Associação Brasileira des Empresas de Mercado. De... No, I'm not even going to, I'm butchering it. So you'll have to forgive me. But ABEMF. We, we all say ABEMF. Okay. We all say ABEMF. A BEMF. Okay, yeah. perfect. Great. Yeah. Well, yeah, lots of great people I know there. Um, and I know they do some great conferences and stuff. So um, so very exciting to see, as you said, that commitment on both sides to to growing loyalty in Brazil overall. So so talk us through the research itself, Tati, then how many people did you survey and how did you survey them? 
it was more than 2000 uh, Brazilians uh, mm-hmm. we did the, the survey online mm-hmm. and we asked almost 30 questions okay and we use uh, some kind of um, attention uh, tool to really understand if they are paying attention uh, in the answers. So okay. every five questions, we do another question, really obviously questions like, what's mm. the presence right now? And uh, I think it's the right way. If you're doing a survey, online survey, you have to do this kind of thing so you can be sure that people are really answering the question properly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, thinking through. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, uh, we presented this survey in September in the in the conference. Okay. Uh, but in the whole August, we collect these answers. Okay. And it's, th- there's a lot of uh, great information there. Mm. Um, we all think we we, we know. Uh, I don't I don't think you know. I, uh, sorry, I think uh, there's this information that. The the Brazil struggles with economics. So mm-hmm. if Brazil struggles with economics, yeah, uh, our consumers only would care about earning burn, yeah, strategies like mm-hmm. oh they want they want benefits, they want uh, cash back, they want bounce back, they want discounts. It, this is not a true mm-hmm. information. Okay, when the, you look in the survey, you see that people are. Uh, they care about ESG strategy. Okay, good. Yeah, we have, we have. Uh, when you th- when you ask, uh, for example, uh, what would make you choose this brand? Mm. And of course, the people they say the quality of the product. Of yeah. course, the people they say free shipping. Mm-hmm. And of course, they 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 want to have a great experience online and the brick and mortar uh, stores yeah but the 20 percent, more than 20 percent, said mm-hmm. i want to trust the company i want they have a good esg strategy yes so and when you ask what make you leave a brand and try mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. more than 30 percent said I will leave a company that I don't trust. I will leave a company that don't have a, a, a ESG strategy. Okay. So, yeah. and even in the working class, even in the middle low class. So okay. this interesting. Yeah. This 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 thought that we have, yeah. many people have that people with the low income is only thinking about yeah uh, how to get a discount. Is not necessarily right. Yeah, of course, uh, I, I I will be lying if I say that loyalty program is not important for people to to get by. Yeah, in in your economic. Yes, I was going is. to ask. It that. is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's very important. It's yeah. very important. But the but I uh, I have to say that our consumers are very complex. Okay. Yes. Yes. They they want to have a discount, mm-hmm. but they also care about experience. They mm-hmm. also care about ESG. Okay. So yeah. said, we are very demanding here in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it. So yeah, we're very picky. 
Yeah, yeah. And I was going to specifically ask you that, Tati, because again, we've featured a lot of research from different markets around the world on the show. And, you know, almost everywhere, in fact, be it the UK, be it South Africa, be it actually anywhere, there is a really um, increasing role, I would even say, uh, for loyalty programs to help balance the monthly household budget. So I'm not surprised at all to hear that in Brazil, which, as you've said, is economically challenged in many ways, that loyalty programs have an incredibly strong role to play in Brazil uh, with the consumers equally as they do in other markets. So will you give our audience a sense, Tati, of the the, the number of memberships versus the population? Um, because it's, um, it's quite impressive to see uh, actually how many. And I'm guessing this particular data um, came directly, of course, from the members of ABEMF you know, in terms of the program owners, because this is, I suppose, the overall scale of the Brazilian loyalty market. But would you mind to share that? Because I thought that was super fascinating. It is. It is incredible. In 2023, mm -hmm. uh, Brazil reached over 300 million registrations in loyalty yeah. program okay. out of a population of about 200 million people. <laughs> Amazing. It's crazy. It's it crazy. Is. It crazy is. Good. It's crazy good. Totally. <laughs> it's a $5 billion market. So Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. No, I was going to ask, do you have any sense of memberships per person? Because obviously with a population of over 200 million, um, I don't have a sense of whether, you know, 20 million of them are engaged in loyalty because they're in that demographic or 100 million. Do you have any sense of how many memberships per person or is that still something you're, you're looking to explore? So what, our survey shows uh, that 80% of the uh, Brazilians uh, join a loyalty program. And almost 54%, they, they join at least three programs. They're active in at least three programs. Okay. And almost 20%, they're active in almost five programs. Okay. There's one incredible number also that uh, people that are engaged in loyalty programs here in Brazil, they look for information or how to redeem. They look in the app of the loyalty program at least once a week. Okay. Yeah. And, and there's a the group that see the loyalty program a day, once a day. Okay. Or times a week. So okay. they're very, when they are active, they are very engaged in the loyalty program. Yes, for sure. Brilliant. So what else did you learn, Tati, in terms of, for example, if we talk about, you know, things like cashback, of course, are, are very popular around the world. How did it rank for you? And, and what other kind of rewards um, would people say they were looking for? You know, what was popular on the, um, on the rewarding side to drive loyal behavior? It's, it's very interesting because they said cashback uh, appeared to us as a main tool. Uh, I, I frequently say they are loyalty tools like cashback, points, etc. So uh, cashback is the main one. But people also want, love to to uh, earning points. Okay. But um, when you ask about... Uh, dazzle you is its experience mm. experience is very important okay so, but but one thing that is very interesting uh, when you ranked this mm -hmm. information 
Mm. Free shipping is the number one. Okay. Free shipping. When you okay. think, what, what the factor that makes you most happy in a loyalty program yeah. is, and people say free shipping, 51% mm -hmm. of them said. Okay. And faster shipping will appear also in the answers. Yeah. So um, this shows that after the pandemic, we have this accelerate digitalized uh, here in Brazil. Mm -hmm. And lots of people that wouldn't buy online start mm -hmm. to buy online. Mm -hmm. And then logistics, logistic, oh, sorry, free shipping is yeah. became the, the one of the main tools that are offered and they really engage with this. Yeah. What yeah. is interesting about uh, Brazilian consumers also as they yes they they want to they they look for they look for loyalty programs to save money, mm -hmm. but they also um, are available to spend more mm -hmm. to invest in a premium loyalty program in a paid program. Mm -hmm. Almost twenty, uh, almost nineteen percent of our uh, interviews mm -hmm. they said oh i pay for a loyalty program that's mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. uh, but they have to offer me benefits yeah i want something more i want a better experience i want to see this product first mm. i want free shipping and i want faster shipping yeah so yeah. i have to be more important for you mm -hmm. than the other consumers yeah so they they are willing to pay for loyalty program without any any mm. problem which is always great news i think our challenge which i think you've alluded to is of course getting a value proposition that makes sense both to the business and the the consumer as well so um the idea of subscription based loyalty is something i think we all love um but not everybody can can do it in the same way that some of the the giants do of course amazon is the most famous for the free shipping and I'm guessing because your panel was an online panel that, of course, then it was e-commerce, particularly in terms of the focus for this research. Um, yeah. And I'm sure at some point you might try and do it in, in, you know, kind of bricks and mortar retailers as well over time, just to get a sense of what drives their loyalty. Because actually, you know, there's so much in it, um, but it's wonderful to keep learning. So in my experience, and I think I can see this coming through in your research as well, Loyalty is seen as less of a driver for this kind of e-commerce shopper um, because it might be just, as you said, getting the basics, getting the free shipping, faster shipping that's driving the actual purchase behavior. But again, different verticals, different responses. So would you say that there was anything that really kind of struck you as surprising or something that you weren't expecting? Um, even in terms of their benefits, it was great for me, for example, to see the, I suppose, you know, globally uh, consistent research conclusion about, you know, wanting miles and points for airline tickets. Um, and I remember actually at the conference, the loyalty and awards conference I went to, um, one of the speakers made the point that, um, you know, the actual loyalty currencies are sometimes more stable than the Brazilian currency, which I remember being amazed by. So people really do kind of value uh, loyalty points because it's something they can spend um, and of course aspire to. 
But overall, Tati, in, in the research, was there anything that, that you weren't expecting that came through that you thought was um, really important, particularly for the industry to, to pay more attention to? Sure, sure. There's, there, there, there's something here. But uh, before, I, I want to, to, to get a uh, data right. Uh, 75, almost 75% of our uh, members of loyalty programs, they access the program once, uh, once a week. But mm-hmm. if you look for people that look in the loyalty program daily, this number is 26% daily. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And three times a week is 24%. I just want to get this, this fact right. Sure. Um, one thing that makes me, uh, uh, I, I thought it was very interesting in this research is how many people want to uh aspirational benefits okay like not only traveling traveling is very important of course but but the the hotel the hotel industry is very important to mm-hmm. to consumers mm-hmm. and to when it, we have an interesting question in the end of the survey is what loyalty can do for you? Because, you know, in the behavior economics, we, you know that we can change behavior using loyalty strategy. Yeah. So, and and we, we, we ask what more loyalty can do for you? Mm-hmm. And, and they said, oh, I want, they teach me how to mm. be organized to travel. Mm-hmm. I want they to teach me how to be more healthy. Mm-hmm. I want loyalty to teach me how to contribute with the environment. Mm-hmm. So this, yeah. I thought it was very interesting. So yeah. it, it's uh, come together with the information mm. that we know that it's not about only about points, rewards and benefits. Yeah. People, people want more. Yeah. Yeah. They want to live their best lives. And I was going to pick up on that question, actually, specifically, because I think it was one of my favorite from what you shared with me. And of course, for anyone listening, because we don't speak Portuguese, um, although I'm sure you'll you'll share the, the full version of the, the, the research in Portuguese. We also have, I suppose, um, a couple of pages of just summaries of the key learnings, um, which is in English. So we'll make sure to to link to that in the show notes. And of course, if anybody wants to even reach out to me to to request that as well, I'll make sure to to send it over. Um, But I even liked the fact that a lot of them were saying that they would love their loyalty program to teach them how to develop their own financial planning so that they can achieve their dreams. Because actually, yes, all the aspiration of travel is all well and good, but sometimes it's unrealistic if you don't have, you know, the basic kind of education for your family or whatever. So definitely they, they see a lot in terms of what the Lodgy program can do for them. Exactly. It's, it's, it's like uh, um, closing a gap. Uh, we, unfortunately, we don't have here in Brazil and um, in our educational system, mm-hmm. uh, the economics part when when children are in school, it's like yeah. how to how yeah. to be organized with your finance. We don't have this yet. We hope yeah. to 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 get there. Yeah, and so they see in the loyalty program an opportunity to learn mm. how to do this. Isn't mm. in travel is important. Hotels are important, but they yeah. said 
also about studies. I mm-hmm. want to graduate. Yeah. How how do I uh, organize my finance to get there? Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And then future trends, Tati, I know you've already talked about there being an appetite actually at all levels um, or all demographics more correctly uh, for maybe a subscription based program. So the concept is something that you've said is appealing in principle, again, as long as the value proposition is there. Were there any other kind of insights again, just as we, you know, start to, to motor through 2024? What do you think other trends um, we need to be thinking about as loyalty professionals, either in Brazil or even more broadly around the world, if you've seen any? Yeah, this is very interesting because, of course, we have to pay attention to the new technology. Uh, of course, we have to use the best AI to to bring yeah. some ease to the operation programs. Yeah. But there are some basic things that we have to, to pay attention first. Mm-hmm. For example, omni-channel strategy, mm-hmm. almost 80% of Brazilian consumers want to have an integration experience between e-commerce and brick and mortar stores. Mm-hmm. They want this. They want yeah. this. Yeah. They want some ease between e-commerce and the experience in the brick and mortar yeah. uh, stores. Okay. And another thing, everybody's talking about ESG, mm-hmm. but we see a lot of environment stuff. The E is very used. Yeah. But not everybody is thinking about the G. Mm, the governance. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, in our research, uh, th- this factors, the, this impact, the, the purchase is all about trust. Yeah. So before you can uh, show that you're doing an ESG strategy, mm-hmm. people have to trust. People have to believe that you're not greenwashing. Yeah. So you have to build trust. You mm-hmm. have to talk to people to to start a conversation, mm. and when people trust you, mm-hmm. then you can do your loyalty strategy linked mm-hmm. it with an ESG strategy. Yeah, and to go back to your point earlier, Tati, what I'm hearing is that Brazilian consumers are very empowered, very aware, and very high expectations. And I think like most countries now around the world over time, they've realized that there's, you know, brands that may say one thing, but behave in a different way. So I think consumers are increasingly paying attention to that governance, as you said. So is this brand, you know, making environmental or social commitments, uh, but are they delivering on them? So it's one thing to have, you know, a mission statement or, you know, big, uh, big ideas, but then what do you do day to day or week to week to prove to your members or to your consumers that that's exactly what you believe in as a brand? I think there is an increasing responsibility on loyalty professionals to make sure that that's both being done and being communicated. Because at the end of the day, there's no point doing it unless people have a sense of appreciation when uh, milestones are being achieved and, and, and things are being put in place. So would that be a fair summary, would you say? Exactly. Exactly. Amazing. Another point is very uh, interesting here, and I think it's important for, to, to to people that are building loyalty programs in all around the world. Yeah, is search for simplicity. Yes. I know we we do is complex, of course. Yeah. We know we know there is it, 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 there's a lot of things we we used to to uh, have this conversation here that we are hub of knowledge. We have mm-hmm. to build teams that with diverse. Uh, knowledge yeah because 
it, it is complex, but mm. the information that is getting into the audience has to be simple, has mm -hmm. to be simple. Yeah. So I'm, I'm always worried when I see a loyalty program that I like mm. as a consumer yeah. and they start to building one layer and then another layer and then another layer. I'm working in this segment and mm. I'm not getting what they, they doing. Mm. Then I, I put myself in a place of the the normal in quote normal yeah. consumer. Yeah. Absolutely. How can they understand what mm -hmm. we're doing if you're not doing it in a simple way? Of course. We have to deliver a simple. Totally. Yeah. And right now, other important thing is we're fighting for attention. The mm. attention of the the, the of the of our audience mm -hmm. is is very is important, but uh, um, everybody has a lot of apps in their smartphones. Everybody has a lot of things to do. We have families. Mm. We have something to study. We have entertainment, mm. and loyalties is another one. So if you're not able to be relevant, mm -hmm. you're not getting there. You're yeah. not getting there. Totally. So yeah. I think it's important uh, to say that companies always want loyalty, mm -hmm. but not always they want to build relationships. Yeah. And you have to build relationships first. And good to hear that your members and your respondents definitely said they do want the relationships. It's not just about the cashbacks and the, the discounts that they do aspire to, the recognition piece and, you know, really being able to connect with the brand, as you said, with shared values, as well as uh, just generally being, I suppose, acknowledged for the business that they bring to the programs that they patronize. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly what they're saying. They're yeah. saying this to us. We have to listen. We have to totally. pay attention and listen. Totally. Wonderful. Well, great that you're listening, Tati. Um, and I'm sure everybody listening to this show is very grateful uh, for the work that you've done. I know it was the third year of the research, so no doubt you'll continue to grow um, year to year and bring more insights. So uh, that's all of the questions I have from my side. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention for our audience around the world before we wrap up? Yeah, I want to, to share something that we're doing here about KPIs. Okay. Um, and it's something that I, that I, that we always want to share with the companies that we work with mm. is don't be um, mistaken for, oh, my company has 10 millions of followers on social media. Oh, my, my, loyalty program has uh 10 million members yeah but sometimes we have 10 million 10 million members and only 1 million is active yeah of course 1 million is really engaged in the program so what is the real real kpi what does it really matter to measure yeah and we are back to our statement that loyalty is a business strategy. We have to pay attention in the core business. Yeah. So, for example, if uh, a company is struggling with the image and they have to build reputation again, mm. 
Mm-hmm. So the KPI for this company is advocacy, is referral, is people engaging social media. Mm-hmm. And if you think about other company, they oh, I need to grow, I need to grow, and I need to grow um, right now. Mm-hmm. For this company, increasing sales would be the KPI. So yeah. um, what I want to say, uh, there's not a magical number. There's not a magical, what is important for your company is important for, is not important for others. Yeah. We have to stop building loyalty programs just because our competitor has one. We have to build loyalty programs because we have, uh, it's important for our audience. Our Mm -hmm. audience wants this and Mm -hmm. it's based on this. We have to build a loyalty program. And to finalize, I always uh, say something that is important to me is churn doesn't begin when the client leaves, when the consumer leaves. Mm-hmm. Churn happens when you stop a conversation. Mm. You have to have a conversation. You have to build communities to have a conversation with the audience. Mm. If you're not talking about the things that are important to, to our consumers, yeah, they will leave. They will totally. leave your brand. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, they don't decide overnight to leave. They they probably evaluate and we know they evaluate exactly. their relationship and their experience from the day they join, never mind the day they leave. So that's when the churn risk begins and that's when we really need to start taking care of them and being loyal to them. So, yes, I know that's come through in a lot of research as well around the world that it isn't about, you know, expecting loyalty from members unless we have first demonstrated it to them. So I guess to use your words, it's loyalty as a business strategy. So uh, so thank you for those final comments. So I will make sure, of course, to link to your profile um, as we've talked about the, the conclusions in English and, of course, the, uh, the Portuguese version. And I uh, want to say thank you. I know English isn't your first language, so not the easiest for me to be quizzing you. And, uh, and it's not your native language. So really want to thank you for uh, the work that you've done and uh, to reaching out to Let's Talk Loyalty so we can share this with our global audience. So Tati Macedo, Head of Marketing and Valunet, thank you so much from Let's Talk Loyalty. Thank you very much. This show is sponsored by Wise Marketeer Group, publisher of The Wise Marketeer, the premier digital customer loyalty marketing resource for industry-relevant news, insights, and research. Wise Marketeer Group also offers loyalty education and training globally through its Loyalty Academy, which has certified nearly 900 marketeers and executives in 49 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. For global coverage of customer engagement and loyalty, check out thewisemarketeer.com and become a Wiser Marketeer or subscriber. Learn more about global loyalty education for individuals or corporate training programs at loyaltyacademy.org. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like us to send you the latest shows each week, simply sign up for the Let's Talk Loyalty newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and we'll send our best episodes straight to your inbox. And don't forget that you can follow Let's Talk Loyalty on any of your favorite podcast platforms. 
And of course, we'd love for you to share your feedback and reviews. Thanks again for supporting the show.